This week on Ridiculously Bored. Said hashtag F David, hashtag keep the joke vault, hashtag F silly. Anthony, you're a <laughs> And it with our minds. Like we were like, holy <laughs> I think we want to go with the <laughs> mind. <laughs> and then the director's like, no, we're keeping it in. Hey everybody, my name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored. back episode is it episode 18 already yeah it's episode 18 yes um that's good stuff man i although although most shows take a hiatus and i think we need to talk at some point in time about taking a hiatus maybe a couple weeks off to kind of you know refresh before the new season i also want to redo all the graphics and the music so it'd be nice to kind of have a, a season end and then have like a new intro and stuff like that for I, season two. Every time I ask you one crazy question, you take time off. <laughs> you, you don't answer them. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. You're such a funny guy. <laughs> so, How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. So I'm making a hat debut this week. I don't think I've worn a hat. You have not. But the difference is it is ass early in the morning, right? We normally yes. don't do this in the morning. Correct. Um, I'm wearing an Arizona State University hat in honor of David. Yeah. David is wearing a New York Rangers hat just because he likes the Rangers, but I'd like to think it's because of me as well. In honor of you? Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> though your kid's the only one who's met some of the Rangers when they were playing a game there one time. Oh, man, what a freaking great experience. So um, so the Rangers only come to town once a year. And I typically make a big deal about it because I don't get to see the Rangers play very often. They come to play the Coyotes. And um, whenever I do, obviously last season sucked because of COVID. So there wasn't anything to do about it. And, and this season even is a little bit shot as well. But um, I try and get the best seats possible, like the best seats I can afford, right? You can get $2,000 like, you know, booth seats up in the, the rafters, or you can get like, you know, seats that are right off the rink. And uh, a couple of years ago, I got, they were second row behind the rangers bench right which and it just so happened that the rangers bench was right in front of us so you could see all the players and all their jerseys and stuff like that and then just to the left of us was the entryway to the locker room where the rangers came out so um and then behind you know we're sitting there and and if you go through that entrance towards the locker room there's a bar and like a, a whole restaurant so you yeah. can actually in during the game you can go in there and get food and because of the section we were in all the food was comped like really wasn't comped i paid freaking like 400 dollars a seat so it wasn't <laughs> it, was, it was included in the price of the seat but those seats just to to jump in here those seats are still a third of the price of what they cost in new york because i've been oh, to yeah. similar yeah. seats and they have our in New York, they have the Delta Lounge, it's called. Delta sponsors it. And they have mm -hmm. all this awesome food and yeah. stuff in there. But it's tickets are at least a thousand dollars each. Yeah. So um and here's a, I'm lucky. The Rangers aren't that popular out here. We talked about this before. A lot of people that live out here from Chicago, from Boston, from Florida, like there's a lot of diversity out here, but not a whole lot of New Yorkers. So when the Rangers come to town, the games don't sell out. And they're not like the Cowboys, like wherever the Cowboys go, you know, Dallas Cowboys, they pretty much sell out the stadium because they're just like America's team or like right. the Yankees, like the Yankees come to town. It's sold out every single time. Um, the Rangers aren't like that. So when the Rangers come to town, the, the tickets aren't too bad. And, you know, 400 bucks a seat for like right behind the, the bench. And I mean, if I wanted to sit behind the Coyotes bench, I'd probably pay seven or eight hundred bucks a seat, right? Because it's the home team. But to to sit behind the away team, it's like not that big a deal. It also helps that you're only doing it like once in a while, right? Because oh if, yeah, if you yeah. go to it's like I, a couple of years ago, I bought season tickets to the Rangers, and I got on a wait list. And the wait list was a significant. You had to give it significant deposit, and me and GQ actually did it. And then after like a year on the wait list. I finally get a call and they're like, oh, we have two seats, but they're not together. Oh, like, Jesus. Who, who the fuck puts themselves on a wait list for two people <laughs> to be in separate <laughs> sections? I'm like, that I'm going to like fun. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to pass on that. Like, you let me know yeah. if that improves at all. So we ended up never getting it. And then obviously COVID hit and stuff like that. So 
but yeah, yeah so but, to continue my story yeah. we're in the we're in the lounge and we're getting you know food and stuff like that in between periods and all of a sudden i see um there's there's glass separating the the lounge and the walkway to the locker rooms and you can see the players start to come out so all the rangers start coming out so i walk over towards there and there's a door right there and and there's a security guard right there i'm like can I go out there? And he's like, well, you're really not supposed to. I said, look, my kid and I are from New York. We're really big Rangers fans. He's like, where's your kid? And I said, no, he's right here. And of course we both have like, you know, Lundquist jerseys on. So he's like, it's like, all right. So he's we like, go they out don't there. Pay me enough to say no. <laughs> yeah. So, so we go out there and there's like a couple of other kids with their dads and like literally the players are just walking right by us. Um, like, like two feet away. So I'm like, Cool. So I, I whip out my camera and my son walks up to to where they're walking out of and he starts high fiving all the players as they walk out. So I filmed the whole thing. Maybe I'll include in the episode, but it was like the craziest thing. I'm like, where does this happen where you can just walk up to the players and just like, I mean, maybe back in the 80s, like at like Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium where like pregame, you can go out and they'll sign balls and stuff like that. But like that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. So that was that was like the experience of a lifetime for him. Yeah, I think the the fans getting really close to players ended when Monica Sellis got stabbed in the back on the court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of put a little wrench in that. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about uh, a movement that we have going on. So yeah. uh, there's this guy who posted on By our YouTube way, I, channel. I'm fucking, this is bullshit. It is what it I'm is. just going to say it. Can't stop progress. There's a guy who posted on our YouTube channel. It's, his name is Anthony. I think his last name was Broccolo or Broccoli, um, something like that. He posted on there. Make fun of him so we lose the, the five fans that we have. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Mr. Broccolo posted on um, our YouTube channel. He posted hashtag F David, hashtag keep the joke vault, hashtag F Philly or F Philly, I guess, because he did put one out. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Um, and one of the things was because he had commented to me that you had said last week, oh, well, the joke vault's going to end in a few weeks and, you know, we'll probably wrap it up. And it's true because the jokes are kind of running out. But yeah, I thought that was great. So I'm going to put that as a, that is a faith in humanity segment. He appreciates the joke vault. Thank you, Anthony. And Anthony. doesn't like David. Thank you again, yeah. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh yeah, I'm the one who's going to make the, the listening go away. <laughs> I love how... All I do is throw out something that's fairly obvious, right? There's a limited quantity of jokes in the vault, right? By definition, the vault is like stuff from years and years and years ago. I just throw out that, hey, at some point, we're going to run out of stuff, right? And you're already saying like, eh, the material's getting a little bit, you know, I'm starting to dig through the troves and, you know, the, not the best stuff is, is, is coming up. So I just make an obvious statement and now I'm the poster child for the enemy. I have to I have to think of a name for my fans. Like one of the best ones is Benedict Cumberbatch has his Cumberbitches, who are really, really they will go after you if you say anything bad about him. So I need to I need to think of a name for my followers. That would be nice. Yeah, all six of them. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, I got six. Oh, did we have any? We didn't have any technical corrections from last week. Nobody, no. nobody fucking fact checked me. Holy shit, that's amazing. And this has been the longest period from an episode drop to recording that we've. Yeah, had. it is, and it's early in the morning right now. So uh, we are, yeah, you know, like you said, we don't, we don't normally do it, record this early. But both of us had a hellish week. Yes. Um, what so? What's going on this week for you? Other than work, what else is new this week? Um. Not much. I don't have any good stories from this week simply because it was just like, I feel like, I feel like yesterday was Monday morning. That's like how fast and today's Saturday, by the way. Um, I, that's how fast that the week just went by. Like, I don't honestly remember taking, stopping and taking a breath. The biggest event for me this week was my daughter turned 20, which I mean, is awesome. And, but holy shit, I feel old. Yeah. Like, I no longer like she's not a teenager anymore. And um, that's a sobering, sobering thought <laughs> to think that I have a 20 year old, you know, child, someone that I, I was responsible for raising and and somehow didn't manage to to kill <laughs> uh, by accident. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. Uh, 20. I actually texted her. You know, she's my godchild. So I sent her a uh -huh. gift. I sent her some cash. It was funny how like things have progressed, right? I think the first couple of years we used to actually send a gift out. Then it became 
like, oh, what stores does she like? And we'd buy some stuff there. Right. The problem there was, I, I've said this before to you, like I would buy it like justice for her. And then I would get all these fucking recommendations for justice all the time. So I'm getting like young girls suggestions. I'm like, yeah, that's good. I don't oh, need same thing on Amazon, right? Yeah, when exactly. we used to buy like actual gifts on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So then it became, then we'd like send money. And then now I just fucking, um, Apple payer. <laughs> so I yeah. just sent her the money. <laughs> so it's funny how that has progressed, but I did tell her that next year she turns 21. She's getting cut off. She's on her own. I'm not no more, no more cash gifts. <laughs> <laughs> next year you just need to buy her uh, send us a gift card for a vegas hotel the plan is uh, is for us to go to vegas for her be, 21st birthday i'll be there fuck that yeah um yeah. i had actually offered remember between high school and college i had offered if she was planning on a trip i was going to buy her flight but then she never ended up doing it and that running thing i didn't give her the cash value of it it was just like no flight <laughs> <laughs> she never ended up going on that big trip with her friends so yeah so so that was my big thing it was it was awesome um you know i think she had a good time you know we had a big dinner with the whole family so uh, that was you know getting everybody together both sides of the family so that was it was good yeah that's good um i so this week i went to a client for the first time in a year right um so that was like really interesting we were in that is in a massive room so nobody was near each other um, we were well more than six feet apart from each other, but it just, it felt so weird to do that. Right. It was the, yeah. I actually have to get up and shower at this time. Right. Like what's been happening lately is kind of drag my feet. Then I put my daughter on the bus. Then I start getting ready. But like, this was like, fuck, I got to, I got to plan my morning. Like I got to shower before I put her on the bus so I can be able to leave. Like there was a lot of planning that went into it. So that's been weird. Right. Well, we, we, we talked about your daughter turning 20, so I want to, let's move on to, so today I got my second COVID shot. Oh, you so got it today, was, wow. I got it today. So I actually, to be honest, I was a little worried because everybody says how yeah. bad the side effects could be on the second one, that you're yeah. basically, you, you feel like you have the flu for a day. I feel fine as of right now. Hopefully that continues, but. Yeah, I've heard it doesn't hit you right away, but uh, yeah, my wife actually went down, um, I think it was Wednesday and volunteered at the uh, Arizona Cardinal Stadium up in Glendale, Arizona. And um, it was like a nine hour shift. And it was like from nine at night to like six in the morning. I don't know, do the math on that. But um, <clears throat> she, you know, after volunteering for that entire shift, she was able to get a shot. And ironically, they ended up calling um, at like two in the morning. It was so slow and they had so many doses left that they told all the volunteers to call their family members and to if they can get there by 3.30 in the morning, that they would they would also get a shot. So did you get a shot? Uh, no, me, I put my phone on do not disturb and slept through it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how I ended up getting in, was they had extra shots. It was the same type thing. And also, to be fair, your, your wife being a better person than we are, she was volunteering anyway. <laughs> like, she just got lucky that this came out of it. Yeah, well, she, um, as a part of volunteering, you get a shot, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was a pretty rare thing that they have so many extra shots that they're like, all right, call your family and friends, and and if they can get here in the next hour, we'll give them a shot. Why why is it twenty four hours? Like, what the hell's going on in Arizona that people, especially you don't you guys don't consider COVID's even out there, that they're doing shots in the middle of the night? Uh, well, it's twenty four hours. I mean, the, remember, you know, Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the country, mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a ton of people here, and. Uh, and my dogs are barking really loud. And I just stepped on a fucking dog bone as I was coming back. And no, this will not make it into the podcast. So whatever you said, fuck you. <laughs> Damn, he's on to me. <laughs> I actually did say something. And then I said, each time David listens to this later, he has to decide if it's funny enough for him to leave it in that he's getting burned. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. So oh, that, that's good. That's good that you got the, the, the shot. And, you know, it's... Now it's now once you get the first one, you're guaranteed the second one. That's the unique thing. Even though I wasn't yeah. in the category to get it, they have to give you the second shot in 28 days. So that's good. Right. All right. So that's good. All right. So today cool. is also, um, I know yesterday was your daughter's birthday. Today is actually a little bit of an anniversary for me. 17 years ago today, I actually left the U.S. for my two-year rotation in Australia. Oh, wow. 17 yeah. years. Wow, that's a long 17 time. 17 years. So I landed in Australia, and it's funny, considering, again, your daughter's birthday is yesterday. When I landed, not knowing the time change and all that <clears> stuff <throat> yet, I was like, oh, shit, I missed her birthday. And then I called her, and she's like, no, it's still my birthday. What are you talking about? I'm like, nah. like, come over the day here. Um, yeah. And then, ironically, 15 years later, 
I came back to the U.S. today. It was the same day, actually, two years apart. So it's a uh, it's a little bit of an anniversary for me. And I'm actually going to call um, one of the guys later who I met my first day that I was there. So I'm going to call him. To say oh, really? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I mean, we're just old as f because that is, I mean, 17 years. Jesus Christ. Yep. So I mean, it's and it's gone by. And my wife and I were talking about how quickly it's gone by, and we're like, Jesus, man, that's. That's a long time. And both of us said the same joke. And this is where you've been together too long. Both of us were like, yeah. And, you know, we still get along. And then we both went, eh. <laughs> 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 so I thought that was pretty fun. Both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last week we tried the jelly beans, right? Bean boozled. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say they enjoyed it. They liked what they actually liked oh, watching it more. Yeah, you know, some of the some of my family and friends were like, that was probably one of the funnier segments. Not so much the eating, but just the reactions. Yeah. It's it's funny because people laugh at it's self-deprecating humor, but it's also like, like, why would you put yourself through that? And uh people were just like, I don't I don't understand it, but thank you because it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I had the couple of the boys, they listened to it Monday morning on podcast normally. And I had a couple of them reach out and be like, no, yeah, I got to actually uh, watch the video of this. Like, right. they're like, we're going to watch it later. So I see the the drink of the week made an appearance. And be- before you explain it, I had thought, being that we're recording this first thing in the morning, I expected the drink of the week this week to be maybe be a coffee. But the <laughs> fact that I just saw something red with the celery stick in it, what's the drink of the week? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It's a uh, fantastic bloody mary um with a stick of maple soaked bacon in it very nice and some garnishing but uh yeah there was there was no way i was gonna do this without something coffee was on the list but i think we're low on coffee and i didn't have time to run to i literally woke up jumped in the shower and just came straight down to my to my studio and and jumped in so i I didn't have time to do anything other than pour a couple shots of vodka, add some uh, Bloody Mary mix to it, and throw whatever I had in the fridge in the, in the jar. Yeah, which is how I think, I'm 99% sure that's how every alcoholic starts their morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. I actually don't drink all that often. Maybe once. All right, maybe maybe I do drink. Now I've got to ask that you throw a photo of your bar in the middle of this. And <laughs> no, that, not that's that. not that often. So, <laughs> all right, so I like I was, to entertain. Yes. So I started to say was... So with the the beans last week that we had, the jelly beans, Mm -hmm. one of them was dog food, right? And Mm -hmm. and I joked about that, but that reminded me of a story. One of my friends has um, a dog, and they have that dog collar that you put on the dog to, like, help train it. Mm -hmm. So we were over maybe maybe a year or two ago. So we're at Secret Agent Man's house. El Guapo was there. Uh, The other guy, I know you don't like me saying his name was there as well. Don't worry, he falls out early, so I wanted to say his name much. <laughs> so, um, so Secret Asian Man's wife takes the collar, and we were talking about it, and we're like, hey, why don't we... Can you put- just call him the pole? Yeah, well, no, that's... I think that's less offensive. Like, I, right. I, I, I think I have to I have to bleep out the other one. I don't think I can leave that one in. All right, so I will call him Polish Sausage. How about that? Oh, boy. All right, you want to go there. All right. So The pole. So we're like, hey, why don't... Wait, guys, why don't we throw these on, like take turns and she'll crank up the volume and see who can last the longest. So the volume, so we each did that. We put it on our arm. We didn't put it on our neck. So is this a shock collar, buzz collar? Because they have like all different kinds. It has two probes that yeah. go into your arm. Uh-huh. And I, I'm guessing it's a shock collar. It, it gives you warnings. And then as you go up, it starts shocking more and more. So we each did it and we timed like how long we could make it. And we actually have videos of it too. Uh, we timed how long we could make it. We um, we also, she kept increasing the power. And so the funny thing is, at one point, one of us got up into the 40s or so. And she's like, I've never even had higher than like 10 for the dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> But you did it on your arm. Try doing it around your throat. Yeah. And then the other thing was, though, they left like, in essence, like little burn marks in our arms. From, really? Yeah. Oh, I was I was going to suggest that you and I buy dog collars and then as a segment we put them on and we oh, <laughs> and I would we, do it. we mess with them. I would do it again. People would love that. They like fucking jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> and when David says buy dog collars, he just means goes into his bedroom and take one out that has studs on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So there's this game that my uh, in-laws got us for Christmas last year. It's called Shock Potato. Okay. And it's a big fucking potato, right? And uh, the game, the whole game is, you know, you sit in a circle and then you pass around this potato and it plays this music and it's like musical chairs. The music starts getting faster and faster and faster. And at some time the music stops. When the music stops, you get shocked. All right. So this potato is plastic, but it has like metal like parts all around it. So whoever's holding it when the music stops gets shocked. <laughs> it's called shock tato. And we, we I think we've only played the game once because on the highest setting, it fucking hurts. Mm. Like you're passing this thing around. And of course, nobody wants to touch it. So everyone's throwing it. And the thing, you know, hardly ever lands, you know, in someone's hands. It's always on the floor, on the lap or something like that. And it just it becomes mayhem. So it's kind of not that fun. But when you do actually get stuck holding the thing, holy shit, man, it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah, that company came out with a second game later on called Pass the Plutonium. (laughs) 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 For adults, shocking them. It's great. All right. Yeah, at some point in time, that's a that's a hazard. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. So All right, I wanted to talk about movies this week. Okay. Can we talk? So uh, in honor of the Schneider Cut coming out, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I have, I have not, not. But everyone's been making a big deal about it. It's, uh, I think it's like, is this supposed to be like four hours it long? Is four hours. So it's the uh, Justice League movie, which most people said sucked. Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was good or bad. And um, so uh, the director like kind of made his own cut and turned it into and they refilmed most of the shit, regraded a lot of the footage. Like I I heard there's there's a new soundtrack like they just completely just cut it up and then rebuilt it back together into this four hour mega film. Yeah, but there was actually a significant amount that was cut out originally. So he did record some new stuff. You're right. But a lot of it was already recorded. Mm -hmm. So. It, it changed. I haven't seen it yet, but just the fact that Darkseid's in it and he wasn't mm-hmm. in the original, mm-hmm. so it changes the whole fucking movie. So like, well, and I don't there's know. a Joker scene in there with Jared Leto that I don't think was in the original movie as well. Yeah, there is some extra joke, but it's crazy. Like, it, they talked about this about the Abyss 20, 30 years ago, whenever it was. But that the, the same guy did it. James Cameron cut his own, but he cut out. It was so long that he cut out so much of the story that. The original version, it's like, okay, it's a movie, but the whole meaning behind it was gone. And then oh. they recut it many years later, and they added in all the other stuff. And you're like, well, actually, now this makes some sense. Like, before, it was just people underwater. Now, at least makes sense. And right. I hear it's the same with this, that they cut out all, like, the logic and story and history and all that kind of stuff on each character. So I, I'm looking forward to it. The problem is you got to carve out. Even if you don't carve out four hours all at once, I still got to carve out two hours at a oh, time. Oh yeah, there's there's no fucking way. I mean, I'm a big Godfather fan. I can't watch. I can't do a marathon and watch all three films. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. There's no way I can do like an entire day. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. No way I'm watching what 14 hours worth of movies. You know, so I have to carve it up into like one to two hour segments for sure. Yeah, and before Marvel made being a nerd cool, I would have called you a nerd for some of those movies. But now yeah. it's pretty cool with all the Marvel movies. So I can't even do yeah. that. All right, so so now that we're talking about movies, I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about um, like your favorite line from a movie. But you were like, hey, let's just widen it up a little bit and talk about just like your favorite movie in general. So well, yeah, like, in honor of movie theaters are reopening in Connecticut this week. They've oh, been really? closed. Yeah. So they've been open here for a while. Well, they've been they were closed for a while, and then they went to extremely limited capacity. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like 25 seats in it. Yeah, there. and now like they've actually they're getting ready to fully reopen it to like 50 and 75 percent. There's a uh, water uh, watermarks how they're going to open it, but still they're getting in the process of reopening it. So, so in, in reopening, so I've actually paid a lot of attention to this because um, like just business in general fascinates me, but. Movie theaters, at least in Arizona, have have migrated from like when you and I were kids where it was, let's cram 500 people into a theater and, you know, they'll watch a show. Right. And they've migrated from from that experience to the more like luxury experience, which is let's put like, you know, full on recliners and. You know, that was kind of the middle stage where you go in and you have like these leather seats that actually recline and you can sit back and enjoy yourself. And then they said, well, let's take that a step further and let's add a bar and let's add a menu and let's have people actually service them in the movie theaters. So most of the movie theaters, at least in my area of Phoenix, 
um, they're no longer that old school, like just cram a bunch of people and, you know, in the movie theaters with candy and popcorn. They're like dining experiences now. Like you, it's, it's really hard to find a movie theater. Um, it's like the dollar movie theater is, is all that's left of the, like, let's cram a bunch of people into a, into a right, theater. With no reserved so, seating and stuff like that. Yeah. So now you have reserved seats. Like that was, I have anxiety about going to a movie and the whole thought of having to fight to get, you know, it, God forbid you have five people with you, like finding five seats in a row, you either have to go like an hour earlier or you got to fight somebody in line or somebody's, you know, they run in as soon as the theater is open, particularly if it's a brand new movie. Like I used to have anxiety about that. Like I wouldn't go to movie theaters because I didn't want to have to deal with that just because I hate fucking dealing with it so much. 1989, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusades opened. First fucking row for a massive movie like that. I was staring yeah, upwards like <laughs> Never, it's fucking burned in my mind. I'll never forget that. I, I think I was there with you because I remember that <laughs> Might experience. Have been. Um, but so, and yeah, it, like we have that too. So I, I want to give you a little background though on movie theaters, right? Because I've had a couple clients that are movie theaters. So the way it works, and most people aren't aware of this, is when a new movie opens, say Star Wars, the studio gets 90% of the door the first week. And the movie house gets 10% of the door. Then the second week, it flips a little bit more. 85% to 15%. And it continues downwards. It's like amortization of a loan or yeah. a fucking and, mortgage. And then when, and this is why actually movie theaters, this is why dollar theaters and why you see sometimes like, how the fuck is that still in theaters? After it gets to a certain point, it starts flipping. The movie theater house starts making more than the studio. So movies like Titanic, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, ones that were in theaters for like 12 months, 18 months, mm -hmm. the studios actually appreciate the start of it, and then the movie houses get the money at the end. So that's why, it'll be weird to say this, but a movie that's been out six months versus the newest Spider-Man, the movie theater probably makes more in that movie that's been out six months than the new Spider-Man. So that's why you still see some of those old ones. Now, you can't have fucking Jersey Girl or Geely or one of those. Sorry, right. Kevin Smith, I do love you, but I mean, we know what happened with those movies. Um, where those movies like were so bad that they were like in theaters one day and out the next. It was like, we're just, that's not happening. Yeah. So well, what's the interesting dynamic that that's created though, like Avatar just got re-released in like uh, somewhere in like the Asia Pacific area. Mm -hmm. And it now retook the top spot of the most grossed film of all time from, I think it was Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. um, so Avatar is now back in the leading spot, the original, not obviously there's, there's some new movies coming out, but the original's back. But, um, but Marvel was like, don't worry, like we're going to re-release Endgame as soon as the theaters reopen again. So it's, we're going to be back in, back in the top spot, but it's just funny how now all of a sudden those, those movies are making a resurgence because the theaters are opening up again. Yeah. And it's cheaper for everybody to just put those back in. The biggest thing though, is I know the dollar amount is, is impressive, right? And so you look at it and you're like, wow, I made that much money. But there's another listing that shows by ticket sales and the top like 40 movies are all like movies from the 40s, 50s, 60s. Like if Star Wars is like, you know, value to today's money, it's like, you know, $2 billion or something. And like yeah. Gone with the Wind has the most ticket sales ever when you you present value it to today. So like, I get it, it's important, but. It, well, and it, it also, it's budget to, to box office, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the smaller the budget and the bigger the box office, that obviously that, that profit margin just absolutely grows. I mean, you have films like, that didn't cost more than maybe a couple million dollars to make like Blair Witch Project, but grossed like over a hundred million dollars in the box office. Like those are like the super, super successes, right? Awesome. I think I got, I got to jump in on this Blair Witch. I got to tell you an awesome story on the Blair oh, Witch really? Project. So now that came out, I was an adult, right? I was yeah. probably in my twenties. I fucking love that movie. I had a roommate, right? El Guapo was my roommate mm -hmm. and a bunch of my cousins. We went to see it in theaters. Now, that movie, um, first of all, I'm not a big fan of horror movies, not because like, oh, my God, I can't take it, but because more times than not, somebody jumps out from the, you know, behind a bush or all of a sudden you see the guy with a knife and it's like, ah, it surprises you. But that's about it. That's why, yeah. like, I also like Scream a lot. Scream was an intense kind of thriller. Mm -hmm. So we go see Blair Witch and it fucked with our minds. Like, we were like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So we go home. Now we, now we separate. Me and my roommate go to our apartment and my cousins go to their house. My cousins, if to go through the garage, so no, sorry, to go through the side of the house, it's like this really dark area and there was no lights and there's like mm -hmm. kind of bushes to the left. They were too scared to go that way. So they 
open the garage, and this isn't like a new house where the garage opens silently. It's like a truck running through your fucking front yard. <laughs> so they went through the garage because they were too scared to go through the side. Me and my roommate go home, and our, our bedrooms were next to each other. So one on the left, one on the right. And more times than not, we just left our doors open. So we would talk and, and stuff like that as we were going to bed. There was this noise coming in the living room. We couldn't figure out what it was. Um, so he's like, you should go check. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, you go check. <laughs> so he's like, I'm not going to check. So we're like, let's both go check. So we come out into the hallway, and now we're peering around the hallway wall. Like, it, like truly, like we feel like we're in a horror movie. We weren't fucking around. Like, we were legitimately shook from that movie. <laughs> so we're looking around the corner, and finally, we're like, all right, no, nothing's, nothing's here. All right, let, let's go in now. Let's go further in. And then we get in, and what it was was it was raining, and it was the water dripping on the air conditioner. And oh. we're like, ah, oh, we're so foolish. But, like, that's how bad that movie <laughs> fucking shook us. And I was, I got to be, I probably was 25. Like, I wasn't a kid. Yeah. So I loved, the, I mean, the whole premise of that movie was um, not the movie itself, but the marketing leading up to it. And this is one of those things where you can only do it once in Hollywood because once you've done it, everybody gets it and they look for it. Mm -hmm. But um, they marketed that movie as a, as a it, was, it was one of the first found footage films. You know what? We found this footage, we stitched it together, we don't know what it means, but you kind of, like you, the audience, kind of determine what it means, you know? And, and the way they marketed that um, was brilliant mm -hmm. because after I saw the movie, I didn't know much about it when I went to go see it. A buddy of mine was like, we were at work and we were like, hey, let's go during lunch. It's only like an hour and 30 minutes and we can be back and it's just awesome. I'm like, I've never heard of it, but sure, I'll go see it. And then I saw it. And then I literally, we went back to work. I remember spending the rest of the day, like researching it. I'm like, did this really happen? Like I spent, finally I'm like, oh, it's a freaking, you know, it was just a brilliant marketing ploy. But um, I mean, the, the whole concept was just like brilliant. It's just one of those things where you can't, you can't do it more than once, right? Yeah. And Paranormal also activity was the right, was, the right time another with the one internet. Of those. Yeah. What was the other one? Yeah. Paranormal activity was another one of those found footage movies like, Hey, this house was haunted, or this this person was haunted. We found all this footage. Here's what happened, and um, those those movies were, I mean, just groundbreaking in that they hadn't really been done well before. And then you watch them, and you're like, "Holy crap! Like, what's going on here?" And then, like, when you figure out it was a produced movie, like, you you you'll never be fooled again by that concept because you're like, ah. But yeah. it was it was pretty pretty amazing. But the good thing too is like I don't I don't camp. And one of the reasons I don't camp is because I don't like getting dirty. And I'm, I'm not a fan of bugs and all that other stuff. But now Blair with Blair Witch, I could tell people, like, I don't know fucking where I'm going. You saw Blair Witch, right? I saw Blair Witch. <laughs> like, I'm not going. And I don't like getting dirty. It's two things now. So it's no longer one. All right. All right. So what's your favorite movie of all time? So it, it, Gun to Head, I have to say Reservoir Dogs. I love okay. that movie. Um, I was one of, you know, that movie made like a million dollars in the theaters. I was one of the people who I had read about it. I had a friend, friend got the script. So like I had read about it beforehand. I heard about this guy, Quentin Tarantino. Mm -hmm. So I was totally enamored by that movie. When I went to see it, I thought it was fucking phenomenal. That was his um, first full featured, like directed, like he directed it and, and, directed, it and yeah. everything. Um, what he did some stuff before that though. Do you know what, what he did before that? Uh, he did. I think he did some like choppy college type movie like nothing special oh, okay. he just did a little video to get kind of in front of people right. but that is far and away my favorite movie now the problem is like when people say like what are your top five my top five ends up being like 30 movies i have trouble doing that what's your favorite movie mm. i struggle with this one um just because there's so many good movies and you look at like movies that like have had an impact on your life. Like the stories were great. Like, you know, the Godfather, you know, movies were just like absolutely up there. Lord of the Ring trilogy, absolutely up there. I read Tolkien as a, as a child. And then to see those movies, you know, to see those books come to life in movies was fantastic. Although as a, as a fan of the books, um, I'm not a fan of how different the movies were. You know, same thing with like Game of Thrones. Like I read all the Game of Thrones books before the, the show came out on HBO and then they took the script and they twisted it to make it good for TV, which is fine, you know, but it just, it's not the same. But if I look at like books and movies that stayed true kind of to the core, um, one of my favorite all-time movies is, is Fight Club. And um, 
just the twist at the end, the the cast and the ensemble cast was amazing. The way the film was done was amazing. Some my favorite movie lines, like it's got some of my favorite movie lines. Like this is this is tough to admit, but like my favorite movie line, the at least the one that I remember is is the the scene where Brad Pitt and um, Helena Bonham Carter are are in bed going at it. And um, at the end of it, they're done. And she says, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. <laughs> and I, that was just so out of left field. Like, and it's so fucked up. Like, how, like, how could you say that? Right. So the funny thing about that line, though, is, as I found out later, is that there's a story behind that line. If you go back to the original book, which was written by um, Chuck um, Palahniuk, um, he was on Joe Rogan and he was explaining like that line because that line became so famous in the book. He had written it as um, before they have sex, she's like, um, I want you to get me pregnant. And then at the end, she's like, I, I hope I'm pregnant because I can't wait to have your abortion. Ooh. And yeah, rough. Right. And and the studio is like, well, fuck, like, I, I don't know that we can keep that in the movie. So they tell the director, they tell the cast and Brad Pitt is like, my mom's going to watch this movie. I don't know that I like I get it. It's in the book, but I don't know that I like that line. So they went back and they came up with a, a new line and they filmed it. And it was the one where she says, you know, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. So they filmed that and then they show it to the studio and the studio's like, I think we want to go with the abortion line. <laughs> <laughs> and then the director's like, fuck it. No, we're keeping it in. And like, that was the story behind that line. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's just one of the most memorable lines. It's so fucked up and so out of the blue, but Holy shit. I was like, damn, that's, that's fucking crazy. So, yeah, and like I have a bunch of favorite lines from movies as well. Like with obviously Reservoir Dogs being so high on my list, the one where Mr. Blonde says, you're going to bark all day, little doggy, you're going to bite. And a lot of the other movies, like you get lines from them and you love them. And in this day and age, some of the lines from Tropic Thunder, which I love that movie. I know it's now <laughs> politically no correct. <laughs> yeah, you can't um, have a white guy do a... Um, experimental surgery to have uh, black pigment put in his body. But yeah. that movie is brilliant. Everything yeah. about it I love. And there's a couple in there that are really significant, but you just, you can't say them any, anymore. Yes. They deal with the R word. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things, like, I can separate the two. Like, I, look, I don't, I try not to use that word. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes I do in real life, right? Mm -hmm. I try not to use it. Um, but it, it's a movie, right? Like, that's the thing. I can enjoy it for the movie. Mm -hmm. And like, so right now there's a movement where if, if it's a gay character in a story, it has to be a gay person. If it's um, a Hispanic male, it can only be Hispanic males, right? Yeah, like, see that, that's, um, I 100% wholeheartedly disagree with that. And by the way, most gay people and transgender people do disagree with that. And here's the reason. Does that mean, so if you go down that path, all right, yeah, you now have to commit straight people. that you now have to commit that if you are, if you are outed, you know, and, and gay, lesbian, transgender, then you can't play a straight role. So, so that's going down a path that I don't think society's ready for. And I don't think it's fair. Um, yeah. This whole Elliot Page, um, are, you, are you up to speed on Elliot Page? Used to be Ellen Page. Mm -hmm. She played in that movie Juno, which was, you know, super famous. Um, she's kind of said, hey, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm Elliot. I'm not, I'm not Ellen anymore. Uh, and that's cool. And I, told, I don't have a problem with that at all. And, um, but she, she kind of, or I'm sorry, he now spoke up on that and, and said, look, I, I don't agree with, cause she's, he, God, I, the whole pronoun thing is just fucked with my head. He's in a role now playing a female, you know, and both pre and post coming out as transgender. So, so now what? they can no longer play that role, like, because society has deemed that, you know, you, you just, you can't do that. So it's just a slippery slope, a slippery slope. And I just don't see it going anywhere. Good. Not as slippery as that word, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, look, I look at it as fucking Andy Garcia, Cuban born person played the Godfather. He was the Godfather at the end of the fucking movie. So like, yeah. what does it matter? He was great in it. I don't give a shit where he's from. That That's the part of acting, right? It's the movies yeah. you step away from it. And you know, I don't know. It's it's crazy right now. Like you can't do anything. You can't say anything. Um, you know that is why, as you said, we'll eventually get canceled. <laughs> we'll step on some landmine somewhere. I've probably offended landmines now. What? Like you and I are fairly mindful. Like we know we know where the potholes are. We know we know not to step in them. 
Um, but at some point in time, I almost feel like it's impossible to avoid all of the landmines. Yeah. Well, it's and just, you just can't because I don't pay enough attention to what's out there to know whether something that used to be right is now wrong. Well, that's part of it, right? Like some of the things, like you hear people getting ripped apart on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And I'm like, I, I didn't even think that would be an issue. Like that kind of comment would be an issue. So that's the other thing is, I don't know where the line is, but I will say you and I might know where the potholes are, but I also think we're kind of lying down next to the potholes, sticking our finger in it every once in a while because <laughs> we're like, let's see how close we can get here, like without uh, getting canceled. So we'll see. You know, I've worked in marketing most of my life, and we used to have the saying that uh, no PR, public relations, no PR is bad PR. So even if you do something stupid, it gets you out there. And I'm not so sure that that's true nowadays, but uh, that's kind of that's kind of the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. So, you know, you were saying he, she, you kept going back and forth. Have you gotten any now? There's a lot of emails now on the bottom. They say what their thing is. Like, it'll say um, identifies with his, him, or, or something like male. Like, I've seen some of that on emails now. I, I really struggle with the whole pronoun thing. Um, because here's where I struggle with it. And look, I, I don't have a problem with any person going, you know what, I know I'm society views me as X, I kind of feel Y, and I want to be known as Y. So start start referring to me as Y. I don't have a problem with that. The, where the problem becomes is when you as that person put the onus on society to now use the correct pronoun. For example, I called Elliot Page, she, like five times because I've always known her as the girl that played the actor actress in, in Juno. Mm -hmm. So, which was a very famous movie when it first came out. Um, and another low budget movie that did really well and then made a lot of money. So, um, I don't have a problem with anyone saying, Hey, here's, here's how I feel. Here's how I would pre prefer to be perceived by the world. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. But if I accidentally call you what you used to be, you got to cut me some slack, mm -hmm. okay? Um, it, it it shouldn't fall on me to make sure that I'm using the correct verbiage, because I'm a human and I'm imperfect and I'm gonna fuck up, all right? So uh, it just it is what it is. So for example, I called him a her not too long ago. Like if if all of a sudden people were to come out and say, well, that's fucked up. I can't believe you did that. That's where I draw the line. That's where I say, you know what? Fuck you. It shouldn't be my responsibility to keep on top of all of the changes that are going on in society and then get, you know, completely lambasted when I fucking, I fuck up. It's just, I just, I hate that aspect of it. And, and there's, you know, it's the whole Pepe Le Pew thing. It's the, the bachelor host thing. People getting completely ripped to shreds over shit that we thought was funny 20, 30 years ago. Okay, so society thought it was funny and acceptable 20 or 30 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, it's not. And I get that, you know, times change. we got to keep moving with the times. But to, to say to someone that, you know, you're a fucking miserable human being because you fucked up and you made a mistake is I, I, have, no, I have no sympathy for that. And I absolutely, I hate it. I hate where we've gone as a society in that aspect. Yeah, and that's why I think certain people like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, a little bit Kevin Hart. Like I, what I can appreciate about them is they're like, look, I'm just saying jokes here. Like, and you know, Chappelle in his any given show, he burns down the whole neighborhood. Oh, and yeah, you know, that's yeah. the thing. Chris Rock, he makes fun of everybody. He doesn't care mm -hmm. where you're from, who you are, what sex you are, what color you are, and what nationality. He burns down the whole neighborhood. And it's funny. Like there are some things that can be funny just for the sake of being funny. I saw Kevin Hart about two or three years ago live. And that's actually about three and a half years, four years ago. So I'm live and he had a guy open for him. I don't know who the guy was, but he had, the guy had such a funny line. He said, look, I get that Bruce Jenner decided to convert and change. And now he, he felt he's always been that way. And now he's able to convert to a woman. And he's like, and now she goes by Caitlin. He goes, I have no issue with that. He goes, what I have an issue with is Caitlin Jenner is too fucking old to be called Caitlin. He's like, there's no Caitlin's that are that age. <laughs> that, that was a funny line. Like it was dancing around the topic, but yeah. it was a funny line. And that's, I can see that's him getting where, lambasted for that. Well, yeah, that's the difficulty is even yeah. those things now you, you can't win on certain things. So 
we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think eventually this got to turn around somehow because we're we're becoming so restrictive on things that you're just going to tighten the noose around humor, um, opinions. Um, interpretations, like everything. You're just going to take all that away. Yeah, everything is cyclical. I mean, I think you're going to see it's going to, you know, over time it's going to loosen up and then we'll be back at a point where it's okay to say certain things. And then sometime 20 years down the road, it's going to be not okay again. I, it's just, you see that pattern throughout history and I don't think there's a way to avoid it. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to I jump to the one crazy question because surprisingly we didn't actually plan this into this, but it works yeah, really well. It's a good segue. Yeah, the, it's a really good the segue. one crazy question this week is: if you were female for one day, what would you do? So you so, want to know what's funny about that is I rewrote that question twice. What did you right. write first? The, the original question was: if you were the opposite sex for a day. Okay. And then I thought about that, and I'm like, what's the opposite sex? I mean, there's there, there's no it's no longer a binary thing, right? It's no longer him and her. It's they and, and what what actually what 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 started that was um, the singer Halsey. You familiar with Halsey? Mm-hmm. She's pretty popular. She's you know top forty singer. She was in the movie um, Bumblebee too, I think, right? Or is that maybe. Stanfield? I think. No, no, you're thinking of um, somebody else. I know who you're thinking of though. I can't can't think of the name. But anyways, Halsey, um, she she said something on Twitter last week, and I normally don't pay attention to this stuff. But what caught my eye was um, she referred to herself as they. And, um, what the fuck? Like, what does that mean? They like, that's not him. That's not her. Like, I don't know what, like what to think about that. So now maybe it's because I'm old and I don't get it. Um, I, I struggled with that. So anyways, when I was, when I was writing the, the one crazy question for this week, I was like, all right, maybe we shouldn't do opposite sex because it's just too open for interpretation. I said, if you were both male, if you were female for a day, what would you do? Yeah. You know, there's some medicine now in the commercial. I don't remember which medicine it is, but it says if you were defined, they give the warnings and the warnings yeah. are always amazing. Because Yeah. Because yeah, the warnings are everything from like, this is an anti-depression medicine who can make you more depressed. You know, that's that's one of them. So that medicine is not really worthy in those cases. And then so like I play a fun game when the commercials come on. I always turn to whoever's next to me. I'm like, I'm going to take diarrhea. Diarrhea is going to be a side effect. I'm taking yeah. diarrhea because they're always so crazy. So, I've played this game with you before, yeah. yeah. But there is, like, the categories are, and this is... I always take erectile defu- dysfunction, by the way. <laughs> uh, he knows it when he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the difficulty of, I think our age plays into it, right? Because yeah. all of this is changing right in front of us, right? It's the same thing with other things that are happening, right? We're, we're literally aging before our eyes, right? We see things happen, like, I don't know how to work this. I don't know how to do this. I can't believe this is what's happening. So... This is another one. And a couple of my cousins are counselors in schools and they talk about like there's like 10, 15 different categories now. It's not just he, her, him, they, I, binary. Um, there's other ones like that. They're not committing. I can't remember the term like, yeah. you know, that that's it's just there's so many things. So, look, I I try to do and say the right thing when mm-hmm. I'm joking. It's a different story. Right. I, when I sometimes I'll say the wrong thing. In anything, not, I'm not even talking about people's sex, just in oh, general, yeah. like, but you know, you're doing that. You're joking around, you're fucking around. Um, there's that difference, but there's some things like it's, it's a landmine and I, I wouldn't know what to say. So, um, all right. So if you were female for one day, what would you do? I mean, I, I think the answer is obvious, right? Wouldn't you want to experience sex as the opposite gender? Just just to, uh, you know, experience what that is like. I mean, obviously that's pretty high. I would say regardless of whether or not you want to admit it, that's probably the number one thing anyone would do if they had a Freaky Friday-like situation. Remember that movie Freaky Friday yes. where, yeah. It's There's a couple of movies out now where people like, you know, swap genders. Yeah, you got to be careful. Um, I think Freaky Friday changed an adult and a minor. So <laughs> let's, let's, stay, <laughs> let's, let's stay away from that. Shit, did we just get canceled? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I, I mean, the first thing I would want to do is experience uh, human relations uh, as the opposite sex. Because... From what I understand, uh, an orgasm is way more intense for a female and longer lasting for a female than a male. So that would be that would be an interesting one. Yeah, your wife says she's read about that. She wishes it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that's true. Like my thing is, and and look, 
I'm not looking to offend any women here, but my thing is I, I would I would be playing with my own body. And then, see, the problem is this is a, a male thinking of what would happen if I was a female. Right. So there would be. I would be, you know, probably spend half of the day playing with my tits, seeing what different things, putting in and out between my legs. Like, that's just where I would go. Like, I just, that, that's how I would do it. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. So I think we're thinking along the same lines. I, I think you were just a little bit more graphic about it than I was. Um, I will tell you this, though. Um, and I don't want to take this into too serious of a point because it was meant to be kind of a funny story joke. But um, being a woman for a day would actually, after being a man for a day, would actually be pretty rough. Um, the reason being is I think you would get a sense as to what it's like to, um, and, and I want to call women a minority, they're not, but to some extent they get treated like one, you know, in the workplace, in the world, women, you know, walk onto a car lot as a female, um, you don't garner the same level of respect as walking onto a car lot as, as a male. Um, we, it's we, a much tougher negotiation. We bought my wife's new car. So it was hers. She was picking the car she wanted. She was picking the different features. The guy said at one point, uh, he said to me, why don't you sit in the driver's seat? And I'm like, it's not my car. Like, it's her car. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit what it drives like. It's her car. So then at another point, he said to her, you know, there's mirrors with uh, lights on them under the visors. So, like, that's so fucking 1950s yeah. like, to say that. <laughs> Look, I, the one thing I appreciate, and, and this has come up before at work, there's a lot of guys who have trouble with female authorities. And that goes back to the stubborn mentality. And also in our firm, you sometimes are reporting to somebody above you who's younger than you, right? So mm -hmm. that's another thing. So yeah. people get weirded out by that as well. But I had the benefit of almost my first two years as an intern was the person I reported to was female. Mm -hmm. So in my view, my whole career, I've always seen women in the firms as a position of power. So I've never yeah. thought of it otherwise. I've now, never actually worked for a woman before. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, it's it, like the statistics don't prove out that there's enough women, minorities, all that stuff, right? So mm -hmm. any given firm, when we hire now, it's basically 50% men, 50% women, right? It's, it's, it's either or, it doesn't matter. And minorities and all those fill in the pieces as needed, right? So, um, we fill out those roles, but as you move up in the firm for various reasons, and I'm, I'm not a female, so I'm not going to say what their reasons are, but we lose a lot of females along the way. And so yeah. we might start 50, 50, five years later, we're probably 70% males. 10 years later, we're probably 90% males. And so it's a unique environment. And, yeah. you know, like I know the, and again, I know this has changed some, like we have one guy taking off 10 weeks to be the, um, main childcare at home when his wife's having him and wife are having a baby. So that's changed as well. But I remember when I started, one of the partners told me she was female and she's like, I never thought I was going to be working after I had kids. She's like, but I'm the money earner. And she's like, so mm -hmm. we didn't have that option. So same with me. Like I, I would have no problem staying at home if I was, I'm sorry, let me correct that. I would have no problem not being the money winner. I have a big problem with staying at home. So it has oh, you'd be bored out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with being male or female. It has to do with me as my personality. It would drive right. me fucking crazy being home with them all day. Right. So that's just me. That has nothing to do with male or female. That's just me. Yeah. And, and it, it's it's not even just the workplace, right? Um, you wanna you wanna really piss my wife off? We go out to a restaurant and um, we have a joint account and we both have cards for it. So paying for a meal at a restaurant is just a matter of whose wallet is the closest, mm -hmm. right? When the check comes. So more times than not, her purse is on the table. So she just reaches in, puts the card out there. You ever want to not get a tip as a server? Mm -hmm. When the card comes back, hand it to me. That actually happens a lot. And it's her card. It happens almost all the time. So, and my wife, to a point where my wife was like, all right, I just cut your tip in half. Like her name is very female. All right. My name is very male. So if you looked at the card, you would know who gave you the card. Right. Well, see, sometimes so, I don't even think they're looking at the card, though. And that's fine. But when you very specifically assume that it's the male at the table that's paying for the meal, like you literally it cost you money because she will cut the tip in half. That's, so how, that's how like sensitive she is to it. Right. And so, you know, my real name, my real first name is spelt. It looks like Michelle to a lot mm -hmm. of people. Um, to the non-Italians of the world. It looks mm -hmm. like Michelle. 
And so because of that, my card, they still give it to me, even if they like, and even if it wasn't going to be me, they still give it to me. So it's like, well, this, this should look like a female name to you. Like if if anything else, you should be giving it to her first. But yeah, Yeah. that happens a lot. Um, still, I remember I went on a job interview as for the CFO role of a place and the executive director was taking me out. She was female. The bill comes, right? So she's interviewing me. So like, I'm not paying for the meal. She gives her card. The, the, the waiter was like, no, 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 he can pay. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, first of all, I'm paying just because. She's like, but second, like, he, he, I'm interviewing him. He, I'm paying anyway. But like, he actually made a point of, of bringing it up. I don't know if she screwed him on the tip. She was a horrible person to work for, but I don't know if she screwed him <laughs> on the tip or not. Yeah. So, I mean, that in and of itself is just indicative of kind of how society views women in general. So, um, yeah. So as fun as it would be, you know, to, uh, to experience sexual relations as the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make it you know, sound ten- so clinical. One know, right? like, uh, what did you say? Like, I've, uh, in, in, since middle school, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you should be saying. I know. Uh, as, as fun as that would be, 10 minutes later, I think uh, the real world would hit. <laughs> uh, David, just let you know how long he lasts in sex, by the way, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Um, all right. So I want to quickly talk about the NCAAs because my alma mater, I own a college. Is Which in is the NCAA a really good this season year. this year. They won the championship yeah. in their league. Yeah, and that, to be honest, that's usually the only way they get in, right? Because yeah. oh yeah, yeah, because they don't win their so, conference, they don't get in. Yeah, they're not a power five. How is your alma mater doing this year? Oh, we, you know what? Um, because of COVID, all of our seniors decided they opted to stay another year, and all of them were actually really good, and and we made a run for it last year. Um, so, and I think, and, and someone's going to have to Google me on this one. I think we made the tournament last year and got eliminated in the first round, but. Star um, Wars, fact check them. Yeah, fact check me. The um, Arizona State University, not University of Arizona for, for, um, for those out there that don't know. You're saying that directly to me because I made that mistake before we started. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, U- University of Arizona actually got banned. Uh, well, no, it was, it was a self-imposed mm-hmm. ban from the end, from tournament play this season because of some allegations that they had uh, paid players. We all know it's true. I mean, they were. I mean, there's plenty of facts out there that show that they were paying paying players to come to to their school. I mean, there's probably not a whole lot of reasons to to want to go to that school unless you were paying people. So, yes, that was a backhanded. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the rivalry between ASU and U of A is, is absolutely ridiculous. So, um, in fact, so much so that last year they rebranded instead of, uh, they don't want to be called U of A anymore, University of Arizona. They want to be called U Arizona. So there were like thousands of memes out there that, you know, said some crazy shit like, like, you know, if you can't afford your own basketball court, you Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Shit like that. It was pretty funny. Um, So anyways, uh, my team was supposed to be, we were highly touted as being a competitive tournament team this year. And I think we lost five out of the first 10 games. So um, we were quickly out of contention and it was just a very disappointing season. So from a basketball perspective, it wasn't, wasn't a good one, but I know Iona's having a a great, great season this year. I got to get that in now because they actually play today at some point and odds are the next time we talk, I will be talking about how bad they got beaten in the first round because that's (laughs) that's what tends to happen. Um, You know what? There's always that Cinderella mm -hmm. team. Like I remember for the longest time, it was Gonzaga. Gonzaga never was supposed to do anything. They're like a Jesuit school out in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden they're, they make a run for the final four. So uh, you never know. I mean, that's what's great with any one and done tournament. That's why the NFL playoffs is so great. You know, it's just, you have a bad day, you have a bad week, you're out. So I love it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you and I had talked about now that, you know, things are starting to open up a little bit and, you know, the shots are becoming more available. We talked about you and I trying to get together somewhere. Yeah. So road trip. Yeah. A road trip that we would meet, we'd record wherever we are. We'd film some stuff while we're together. So I thought you mentioned it to me and I said, Hey, why don't we open it up to the YouTube community? Let's get some suggestions, yeah. recommendations down below. And the podcast community. Don't, don't just, yeah, well, how are they going to respond? Uh, they could go to YouTube and then okay. they can comment on the video. Very easy. Go. Now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah. Um, so my my passion is in filmmaking, not necessarily podcasting. So I enjoy making videos, um, some funny, some serious. And I just, I always just kind of have a camera with me and 
Mike and I, the reason why we started this podcast was because every time we get together, we just have an absolute hysterical time. And we always thought that, hey, other people would probably laugh if they saw the shit that we did. So, um, so we're, you know, the, the com- country's starting to open up again. And I would, I mean, I think it would be awesome to just, I'll grab all my cameras. We'll go, we'll meet somewhere and just have a hell of a weekend, record it. And then, you know, that'll be one, that'll be an episode. We'll do like a vlog style episode. Um, but we can't figure out where to go and where to meet. Yeah, because whenever we pick a place, it's Vegas. It's Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully we will be able to do that this year as well. So hopefully that'll happen yeah. anyway. So that's going to happen regardless. I think this is a let's pick a non-Vegas place. And I, I honestly want to treat it like let's let's go and let's pick the fucking craziest shit that we can do in that location and then just record the hell out of that shit and then. And, and make a video of it and then post it. I think it'd be freaking hysterical. Yeah, that'll be great. We'll go somewhere, snort cocaine off a of water buffalo's back. I don't care, whatever you want, just yeah. recommend it. But look, yeah. the people who start Honey, recommending- we're not going to Zona Norte, so, <laughs> so again, <laughs> Tijuana won't be on the list. <laughs> we already unless, got that on the list, like why put unless, it again? Yeah, unless YouTube votes for it. <laughs> Sorry, honey, look, that's what that's what the audience wants. <laughs> Is there a way to do write-in ballots on YouTube? <laughs> um, and look, if people so, start recommending things like Alaska and Vanuatu and stuff, that's not gonna happen, but it needs to be a reasonable place that we can meet. Yeah, so we'll do this a couple ways. Um, comment on the on any one of the videos. Um, we see all the comments. So comment on any one of our videos uh, as to a place where we should go. Um, that's one way to do it. Second way to do it is um, we just started our Instagram account. So it's ridiculously.board on Instagram. And um, Instagram, I believe, allows you to do polls. So oh, nice. maybe you and I can pick five places. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll take the listing and then put it out there as a poll. It'll also drive some traffic to our Instagram account. So, um, so yeah, so there's a couple different ways you can do it or, or if you want to, um, and you're lazy, you can email ridiculously bored at gmail.com and, uh, we can take your suggestions that way as well. So let us know. Um, I think for right now we want to stay in the continental United States, although I wouldn't be opposed to. Um, like Montreal or Toronto, but I don't think we can get in there. Yeah. I don't think we can get in there yet. They're not allowing us citizens into Canada yet. Um, same thing with Mexico. So let's keep it to the contiguous 48 States. Although hell, I would go to Alaska. That'd be kind of fun. I don't know that I want to go to Alaska in March, but I might want to go to Alaska in June. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So joke fault, going to do it a little bit different this week. Instead of mm. reading a longer You're joke. You're going to make it funny this time? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Hashtag keep the joke both. Um, I took four or five little pieces of paper that I had random things on, and I'm just going to read them off. So you ready? I'm ready. Why do rappers, baseball players, basketball players always thank God Almighty when they win something? You never see somebody at McDonald's do that. <laughs> <laughs> when do rappers thank God? Is it, is it when like, they're collecting they their Grammy? Always. Always. You hear it all yeah. the time. I want to thank God all for right. my success. I want to thank God for that song. Right. Um, you know how people get ID'd for cigarettes? The other day I got ID'd for crack. You can insert laugh track to us. <laughs> <later. laughs> I'll put an applause button on the uh, on the video. Um, a sex therapist should really just give you a hand job. <laughs> 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 Whenever you change money in the conversion rate, sometimes when you go into a country, you feel like a king because you get so much. But when you come home, it's a global ass fuck. <laughs> you know why white people are considered cool? Not finishing that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one, I thought this was funny. I took it from the library once. I saw this book. I didn't rent it. I mean, I didn't uh, take it out. But it's it was a uh, book on improving your memory. But I forgot to put the card back in. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. That was pretty good. Yeah. So that was it. Just a couple quick I need, I need that book for my dad, who's who's called me 17 times while we're recording this episode. <laughs> if you see me look off screen, it's me hitting cancel on the, uh, the, the Facebook uh, audio <laughs> phone calls. All right. So for next episode. So this last week, we teased nothing. Sorry about that, people. This week, we're going to get back to the teasing for next episode. So we talked once about what was the best meal experience we ever had. Let's talk about like the weirdest thing you ever ate, 
tried, maybe even couldn't eat, right? Like you had to spit it out type thing. We'll, we'll just talk about yeah, that next week. Jelly belly, jelly beans, bean boozled. <laughs> yeah. Done. Segment <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, this is what I talked about earlier with you killing the, the one crazy questions <laughs> and all these other stuff. I know how to kill the vibe, baby. <laughs> all right. With that, we'll leave on David killing the vibe. I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, ridiculously Bored. Don't say the number. Do you feel it? Mm-mm. Starting to feel it. No. Not hurtful, but feel it. <laughs> is it a vibration or what is it? It's the red one. Now it's starting to kick. Keep, keep, keep going? Keep going, keep going. Press the red one. Press the red one. Press the red one. There's a red oh. one that goes instant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Mike, you're, you're making a fist. Yeah. Is it okay? I don't know. Yeah, keep going. I'll tell you when to stop. Don't worry. You made a fist? I'll drop this when it's time to stop, all right? Oh, now it's twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's that. Oh, it could be soon. Is this continuous that you're doing? No, oh, I no. press it. <laughs> I'm not doing it yet. Ready? I think the anticipation's worse. Than the it's up there. The anticipation's definitely worse. Every time you go upward, I got one more on me, I think. Yeah. Are you going to shit in your pants?